When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No idea when Dev starts on this. Oh, me neither. Is it now? It can't be now. There's no way. Wait, it's coming up. Okay, hold on. Okay. Places. Places. The history of film. That better who you when the lights go dim. From James Cagney to, to Nosferatu and stunts that shock you. And dirty, dirty studios made. From wings, wings to, to Top Gun, movie stars and no ones, romantic crazy fans that leave no real fun. Hollywood is still some history in Hollywood. They chase the Oscar, but it's all a sham, just like Shaq and Kazam. All your dreams can come true. History, the history of film, all of it made for you. Welcome to Film History. The, the history of film. Yeah, something we did like once and then never again was introduce ourselves. Should we oh, bring yeah. that back? Oh my god, that's right. Yeah, I'm James White Scott, Jimmy Deloitte, James Scott, James Deloitte Scott. I'm Drake Cummings. <laughs> I'm Sailor Dev. Sailor Dev. <laughs> so we here at Film History, the history of film. We want to take a moment to address, or I do at least. This hasn't exactly been the most like diverse podcast always. It's been a bunch of white guys pretty mm-hmm. much thus far. So I wanted to change things up a little bit today. Uh, still a white person, but is the first woman that we're going to talk about on film history. It's the first actress okay. that I'm and season and, six, two years later. <laughs> I thought we were. I thought you were going to do a whole Black History Month tie-in. No, not okay. yet, not okay. yet. I'm not just yet. grateful you didn't show up in blackface. <laughs> <laughs> well, I almost showed up in drag. You know, since we're doing that would have been episode. way more acceptable. And, yeah, we're not even filming the episode, and I'm just sitting here in drag. You know, <laughs> I noticed something different about your hair. <laughs> we started with CAG, and then that just sort of set us off on a long trail of white men. We did Steve McQueen, Will Rogers, James Dean, Marlon Brando, uh, the whitest man movie in the world, Waterworld. <laughs> Waterworld didn't have any black people in it, man. I'm, I'm pretty one? positive. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe one of those guys mm. on the jet ski, you know. But that was a white-ass movie. Yeah. You know, It's been a white-ass podcast. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it's going to continue to be white today, but at least... It's a woman this time. Well, to be fair, I think one of the reasons we highlighted so many of those men was because some most of them are batshit crazy. Yeah. So it's true, like yeah. almost a testament to be like, how many crazy, out of all the crazy people in Hollywood, how many of them are men? The vast majority. Very true. Yeah, so, very true. Compliment yeah. to you, ladies. Yes. You are the sane ones. And yeah. I'm sure whoever Same we're talking... Same for the minorities. <laughs> they're not out here doing insane shit. Yeah. So that, yeah. They're, they're not true. shooting people behind a camera on a set <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the desert. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, for sure. Or driving their Porsche four million miles an hour down the road. Yeah, so. yeah. White boy shit. Yeah. White boy shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know. 
yeah, even back in those days when they were they're shooting not live out here ammo at each other. Stuffing a million hot dogs into their mouth. <laughs> the fucking glizzy goblin out here. That is Marlon Brando. Yeah, exactly, man. Well, today we are going to talk about somebody very crazy, though. Oh, uh, cool. I'm going to bring you <laughs> right as I say. Yeah, 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 yeah. I tried, ladies. I tried. She, she was. She she had her own issues, uh, but there was a reason for it. Today I'm going to bring you one of the earliest movie stars in history, a silent film actress who changed the game forever. Uh, one of the first sex symbols, this lady who they coined the term it girl for. She was the first it girl. I'm going to tell you about Clara Bow. Oh, the dog woman? Yes, the dog woman from yeah. Wings. The, woman, the ugliest woman in the world who was on Wings because she did man shit. You know? she, she like drove a truck and like worked on cars. So she was like the hideous... <laughs> The hideous Clara Bow. Oh uh, man, wait! This is this has been a long time promised episode. Yeah, yeah. I remember you talking about you're gonna do a Clara Bow thing for a long time. Yeah, like, dude. Over a year ago. She, I'm gonna give her like the Marlon Brando treatment. This nice. might be three or four parts. Cool. Definitely three, maybe four. Who knows? Cool. Uh, but she was a fascinating lady. Uh, she was a fucking. She she let loose. Let's just say that if you've seen the movie Babylon, like she would have been at that party in the oh, beginning. Okay, cool. Like, she Devin, was... have you seen Babylon? No, but I want to because uh, everybody's so naked good. in it, right? Yeah. yeah, naked drugs. It's Wolf of Wall Street, it's but in the twenties, and it's film history, the history yeah. of film as a movie. It is. It is these three movies combined. It is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Combined of Wolf of Wall Street, combined of Singing in the Rain. Yeah, that for sure. sounds dope as fuck. <laughs> yes. Why is this getting pressure? Oscars, do your fucking job. I know. Nominate it's this. Snub. Biggest snub ever. Like it should absolutely be nominated yeah. for Best Picture. It's because it, the box office was garbage. Yeah, I think so. Sure. And they so they didn't have the money to run a campaign. Yeah. And it, so. but it's this podcast as a movie. Yeah. Like the drugs, the sex, mm-hmm. like the things that we like to talk about here. Like what we actually get down yeah. into is that movie. And it very much is like an homage to film. Like you didn't yeah. make it to the last. Scene, but like the last scene is really just like oh this is about just the industry in general like Man. this film just this is about film this is about the spirit of Hollywood Hollywood this is about what it means to live and work in this town Hollywood it's great yeah yeah and you know I've also been told that in the right light I do have a resemblance to Margot Robbie <laughs> oh interesting yeah nice. I'd like to see you in a Harley Quinn outfit you know but uh yeah this is Clara Bow. <laughs> See, I only said that to try to flirt with her. <laughs> oh. Dev, come in here in a Harley Quinn outfit. We'll do drag for this episode for, for part Man, three or whatever. We should, and then we'll definitely video that. <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> but Clara, Clara Bow was the face of the Roaring Twenties. She was big into sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Like, she was a fucking party animal, you know? And she, she didn't really... She didn't really hold it back. Like it, you could know that about her. Nice. You know, she was fine with you knowing exactly who the fuck she was. It's like sex, drugs, and swing and jazz. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, that's something that I learned from Babylon. Yeah. Is that the twenties were legitimately a different time? Oh, they were. Like it, it you could do whatever you wanted. You it was unmain. Yeah, like it, it was, was like more let loose than yeah. It, was now. it was crazier than now, and literally no one gave a shit. No, like the no. the drugs and everything. Mm. No one judged you if you were a like. As a matter of fact, no. 
you were actually like a lot cooler back then if you yeah. were a fucking like drug addled like yeah. stand up for days. It's crazy. Like literally no for some reason once sound entered movies, they had everyone had to clean up their act. Yeah. I don't know what well, it was, was because they actually had to remember their fucking lines. <laughs> that was it. No, it really was. Like when you were on silent film, let's be honest, the shit was easier. You made a bunch of faces, you know, like and everything I mean, was big. Everything yes. was over the top, all yeah. your expressions, so you could do it fucked up. Yeah. But when you actually had to start acting There were silent films. <laughs> So I guarantee did not know how to read, you know, like for sure. Like they couldn't go into the talkies because these fools did not know how to read. Like guaranteed. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. You got to read dialogue now? Like are you fucking you kidding remember me? Shit? Yeah, like I'm drunk as fuck. Now you gotta, <laughs> I'll talk, but not what you want me to say, you know, like. <laughs> oh, but that was uh, Clara. I mean, Clara Bow was very much one of those who like, she did like a few talkies, but when the silent film, you know, she was done. There was a legend about this woman that one night she went to USC and like fucked the entire football team. Like that was a legend about Clara Bow. Yeah. That also sounds like something an exec would spread. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But That's a very like That sounds like something a USC student started. Like they were yeah. just like, I fucked Clara the Bow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She uh when she got bigger, she negotiated. She was one of the first people ever to have her moral clause stricken from her studio contract. <laughs> so like the moral clause was like when you're out and about don't be doing fucked up shit while you're under contract here at you know Warner Brothers mm-hmm. or whatever don't be doing cocaine don't be getting caught by yeah. the paparazzi with a bunch of men you know like keep a decency mm-hmm. about you and she was like well if you want me to be an actress here you're gonna have to cut that part out because I don't live that way you know that's like, hilarious <laughs> that's so funny she was bad man she was always out caught getting you know doing crazy shit uh, she certainly earned her it girl status she appeared in 46 silent films and 11 talkies, uh, including hits such as Man Trap and Wings. She was named the highest box office draw in 1928 and 1929, and the second highest box office draw in 1927 and 1930. Wow. So, like, her, basically, like, if she was in a movie, it was going to make money. Like, it was guaranteed to make money. Speaking wow. of ladies in movies and make that make money in franchise, shout out to Zoe Saldana yeah. for being the first woman in history to be... Uh, have four movies that gross over a billion dollars. Wow. First, yeah. let me say that. I don't even think it's first woman. I think it's first actor. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, because she's, she's in all the Avengers movies because she's <laughs> Gamora and she's in all the Avatar wow. movies. Yeah. Right? yeah. She's a fucking like yeah. star star. Yeah. That is like a, that's awesome, That's dude. crazy. Her that's contracts so don't have <laughs> any morality. Clay, Man. Yeah, what the fuck they, she wants? <laughs> yeah, what dude. kind of money do they pay her? She's got to have $50 million like contracts. She's got to be, I mean, with the back end on all those, mm. she's got to have. She's half a eight at, le- at least nine, eight or nine figures. God. Well, the thing Probably is, nine. for the Avengers movie, she is a minor character, so yeah. I don't know how much she actually makes off those Avengers movies. On, Still, well, yeah. no, no, Guardians. Oh yeah, because yeah. you have Avengers of like everybody, yeah. but yeah. They, like Infinity War and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. then you have Guardians, which is just yeah, the, that's like, true. That yeah, core yeah, yeah. group. Yeah. So you get a bigger piece of the back end. Yeah, I bet it's fifteen to twenty up front. Yeah, some of the back end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for so sure. That's good. And it's and she's a main character in an yeah. Avatar. So that's a fucking yeah. Movie I don't switch. know. It'll be fifteen to twenty, but which, it might be yeah. like five. Yeah. Yeah. But so? still. Imagine five for Guardians, five for Avengers, yeah. five for Avatar. Yeah. That ev- inevitably adds up to 20, 25, and then you're still $4 billion, yeah. 25%. 
Man, I'll never forget that story that I heard from my friend about Hugh Jackman when they wanted Thomas Jane to be Wolverine in the first X-Men. Mm. And the the role paid seven hundred and fifty grand. That was just what it paid. And Thomas Jane's agent was like, he'll do it for a million. And then uh, Hugh Jackman said, I'll do it for half a million. <laughs> and, then got, and then Hugh Jackman for the second movie, it was a $15 million contract yeah. for the second one. And he's, he's still he's still making money off of it. He's yeah. going to be in Deadpool 3. Yeah. He's coming back and do it again. Yeah. Like, that's, uh, that was such a cool trailer. He'll be, he'll be back in Secret Wars, too. I guarantee it. He'll also be in an Avengers movie. Yeah. Um, but that's, dude, fucking, uh, yeah, Avatar, man. Avatar 2. Fucking over the two billion mark. Two for two, baby. Jimmy C don't miss. <laughs> James Cameron, man. Jimmy C do not miss. He's a sea demon. <laughs> I think we should not do an episode on him and just do every one of his movies. Yeah, I'm down. Because yeah. that would just weave a picture. Really piss, piss him, him off. off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, um, I don't know if you guys have ever looked at it. This might be worth an episode, doing an episode on The Abyss. Oh, God. Because Ooh, cool, God, that God. movie was a crapshoot shit show. Damn. Ed Harris almost drowned oh and all oh. kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah, This was like he was trying to do Avatar. He was trying to do Close Encounters underwater. Wow. Before Whoa. they had the technology to okay. do it. Shit. Yeah, we'll do an episode of that. That'd be sick as hell. Yeah, nice. why not? Just keep the James Cameron train a-rolling. But speaking of movie stars and shit, yeah. Clara Bow. Uh, Back to the, the gag. At the apex of her stardom, she received more than 45,000 fan letters in a month. Like, she was fucking huge. Uh, her, childhood was, her childhood was fucked up, of course, because that's how they all are. Where do you send fan letters to at this time? Like, just the studio? Like, yeah, the studio, your agency. P.O. boxes existed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They probably they'd send them to your agent or okay. your yeah, yeah. Or the studio yeah okay she get forty five thousand a month just fucking fan letters yeah yeah that's crazy what was this during twenties yeah yeah this was the silent film era do do you think people still send fan letters yeah um, like has anyone ever has oh, anyone yeah. ever mailed a letter to Timothy Chalamet some, oh dude there's yes. some like there's some <laughs> people out there that are very weird still <laughs> They'll mail, like, like hair and like pictures and like crazy shit whoa if you want to see those types of people that you're looking for go to like the 30th anniversary of some independent horror mm. film that came out in the 80s like go to mm. they'll have like a screening for it somewhere because it's the anniversary and you'll see all those people like the mm. poster sign people the fan letter yeah. people cuz now cuz now it's just like DMs and stuff you know yeah. what i mean so i'm like does anyone is anyone actually like writing a letter and mailing it to yes. somebody still and people are also still getting Damn. like posters signed and selling them at Damn. like weird conventions that one kind of makes sense someone's kind of like a hustle you know what i mean yeah. like i don't think that's going anywhere but it's like you know how psychotic you have to be to sit there Write something down on a piece of paper and yeah. go to a, go to a, when, when when Instagram exists. You could just DM Timothy Chalamet this message. You'd think you know Eminem I mean? made that song, and that was pretty much it for fan letters. You know, like <laughs> after Stan, you can't do that shit anymore. <laughs> but if you want to send us fan letters, we won't think you're psychotic. We'll we'll, we'll take them. But you could also just DM us, and yeah. that works too. <laughs> but Clara Bow, the beginnings of her story are not fun. Uh, way darker than most of the actors that we've covered here on this show, to be honest. I think I would have gladly taken, like, Cagney's getting the uh, bottles thrown at him by his dad. Oh, really? Clara Bow's growing up. Yeah. Oh, God. It's very fucking dark. 
And this would be classic film history style. I'm going to tell you about her childhood and then her career. And mm-hmm. then, you know, of course, she died later on. So I'm going to tell you all about Damn. that. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. She did. <laughs> might be a three-parter. Might be a season. I don't fucking cool. know. Might be the rest of film history. Yeah. This might be the whole show from mm-hmm. here on out. It's just a Clara Bow. The Clara Bow history, history of Clara Bow. You know. Wait, what year is she born? She was born... Well, to tell you about what year she was born in, maybe I should lead us into a little segment that we like to call... When are we? When are we? <laughs> she was born in 1905. Okay. This was... Uh, Past pre- the 1800s. Yeah, yeah. This was President Teddy Roosevelt. He's beginning his first full term right about now. Good old TR. <clears throat> Good old TR. This was three years before the Model T came out. And four years before Hollywood even became a fucking city. Ah. So this was this was the ancient times. You Where? Know. Uh, she was born in New York. Was yeah. was Hollywood the first city here, or was there like Glendale before it? Like, no, you know what I mean, like, was there something else here first? It like, started was... with Hollywood. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They're like Glendale. <laughs> Glendale. <laughs> there would be no Glendale without Hollywood. I mean, actually, look, I say this that. This was I an Armenian settlement first. <laughs> <laughs> it was all orange groves. I know that. And a guy literally like just bought like a, a piece of nowhere yeah. and started carving this shit. It's out. like it's... in California at first. I'm like, I think San Francisco uh, was around. A no, before. it's like. It was just Culver City. It was just a. Yeah. It was just a regular old town, and then these film people I'll moved do, in up the road. I'll do the history of Hollywood. We did. We talked about it on the first iteration of film history. Because like the very we, first, the well, Hollywood. We talked about the sign. Hollywood yeah. sign. Yeah. That's and right. And then we explained the neighborhood of yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. Hollywood Land. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then we talked about all that, but I, I I don't remember if we specified if there was a city here before Hollywood. So yeah, yeah there was a city. Been. Yeah, there was downtown existed. That's, oh, okay. That was the center of everything. Okay. And it wasn't, this part of Hollywood wasn't developed. This was all orange groves. Like Gower and La Brea, all that shit was all farms and orange groves. And they had just built that new neighborhood up in the hills. Mm -hmm. And right around this time, that's when the studios came from Chicago and New York and started to settle here because there was uh, the weather and a little Mm -hmm. bit of infrastructure. I see. But like downtown and all was developed and people like lived like Echo Park and like surrounding downtown and stuff and like houses. Mm -hmm. But the studio came and bought those ranches that are orange groves mm. and then that's why they kind of moved from like they didn't set up in downtown they set up over here in Hollywood mm. and didn't they have like rail cars yeah, they that would rail- go back and forth yeah, between the, downtown and the Hollywood Angels Flight they had Angels Flight but uh, it was re- it was actually for a while there it was pretty hard to get from downtown to Hollywood that was Hollywood was like a bohemian section mm. like when it was being formed it was very like artist bohemian but like the people who were here lived here like you didn't really yeah and then uh that was they sort of set it up as like they're a little safe haven like we're not downtown right. we're hollywood yeah. when was you know, downtown LA- it was like the valley for porn yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay. that makes sense it's like yeah. exactly. uh, we're gonna be adjacent so we can um, have all the cameras and lights and <laughs> shit but we're not yeah. really no. gonna be in it like right. I, I just told a story uh on shelby and i are doing that other podcast mm-hmm. and i was just talking about muso and franks mm-hmm. and charlie 
Charlie Chaplin and Douglas Fairbanks used to ride their fucking horse to Musso and Frank's. <laughs> and they would race their horse up and down Hollywood Boulevard. Damn, that's yeah, cool. Like, was it just a dirt road at the it time? Was just a, I don't think it was dirt. I don't know. Maybe. It might have been dirt. Hollywood brick? Boulevard might have been fucking they dirt. It wasn't paved, but it would have been yeah. brick. Yeah. Or cobblestone. That's cool. That's, that's crazy, cool, man. man. This town was an old fucking yeah. like dusty Western town. Could you imagine town. what that's like? Like You go out on the town with Charlie Chapman and like his crew, and everybody's like, when you go out, you're like in tuxes. You're yeah. not like yeah. in jeans yeah. and a t-shirt. Yeah. And then you jump on the back of a fucking horse, wasted, yeah. and then do like <laughs> drag racing, but with a horse? It was very much, I mean, look. Oh, the past there, was the time. There's that story about um, Wyatt Earp becoming a movie uh, he, he was on sets of westerns later on in his life here in Hollywood Whoa. like as an advisor on like wow. how shit used to actually be Whoa. you know and it was very much it was like the wild west he's like that horse isn't drunk enough yeah. our horses were way drunk <laughs> he's just shooting people on our set our horse was way drunker than that <laughs> he's like you gotta you gotta really shoot someone in the head let me show you how I'm gonna tell you this but the horses love whiskey <laughs> What um, was that? You had a note? <laughs> <laughs> Did you really have a note? I don't know. Um, this, was, uh, this was 1905. Wait, sorry. One last follow-up question. Do you guys know when downtown was founded? Like, how old is downtown LA? I don't know. We shall see. We have these little devices. If only we had these if little only, devices the fu- in our If pockets. only we lived in the future. Never heard of it. <laughs> Never heard of this future. These little light boxes. Never heard of the future that you speak of. You've got a, a data box. <laughs> Over at Murder Burgers. <laughs> Murder Burgers. We got bullets and burgers. Which one do you want? <laughs> Drive by burger. 1868 to 1869. Um, a 20-mile rail line from San Pedro Bay to Los Angeles to downtown was built. So that means it was settled before then. Wow. Okay. So, like, cool. right. I would imagine that Los Angeles... And this is me just guessing, but based on the history, like Los Angeles, San Francisco, and probably like Sacramento were like the first places on this coast that had like towns. But you gotta remember, all this was Mexico. Right. So this was settled by Mexicans because it was like their land before we got it. Yeah, San Diego. So they still had towns. San Clemente is like an old Spanish mission town, like, you know. With all that, Santa Barbara, like, all those kind of little boroughs and stuff. That makes sense. So, I would say that, like, when did it become Los Angeles and change its name and all that? Probably when they built that railway for the port, because San Pedro's a port, Mm. Long Beach is a port, Yeah, and they brought yeah. trade goods in and that's what probably developed this city so they put it on mm. ship it up to downtown process it in all those warehouses and put it on rail lines to go wherever across that the makes country sense. yeah okay. san pedro still does have a fucking port and that's where uh those guys are racing their cars and gone in 60 seconds oh yeah, yeah. i was just there last <laughs> night and i went over what? the two bridges yeah. that go over the port and i was just looking i'm like it was just as the sun was setting i'm like there is a sea of shipping containers and yeah. cranes as far as the eye can see. Never, mm. It looks like you're on another planet almost yeah. because Whoa. instead of seeing like, you know how you're up in the hills and you see lights for all the houses yeah. and it's like a grid and it's like Blade Runner. Well, just imagine industrial instead. Yeah. Like yeah. as far as you can fucking see and you're just going over these two giant bridges, which 
aren't don't look like they could withstand a earthquake that we like one we Probably just had, yeah. which terrified me because I'm like, if if it hits again, I'm fucked. Like we're, we're dropping yeah. several hundred feet or a thousand feet and back to 1905, <laughs> back to the keg, back to the bow. Uh, this is the average living wage in America at the time is twelve dollars and ninety eight cents a week for a sixty hour work week. Uh, that's six hundred and seventy five dollars a year. Through the old inflation calculator, that's about four hundred fifty bucks for a sixty hour work week at the time, or like twenty two thousand dollars a year. So it sucked, no matter what. Yeah, but things are also like way cheaper though, right? Like yeah, it's it's not just the inflation calculator; it's also the the greed calculator too, and, right? And this was before America mm. was like, I this was America was pretty still like pretty new. You yeah, know? Our population yeah, yeah. really wasn't shit. Yeah. It was. It was so was, like yeah. when think about it when they were building that railroad from San Pedro to Los Angeles was during I think during the Civil War right or yeah. right around that yeah, time eighteen sixties mm. yeah. so like this would have been forty years later so mm-hmm. like yeah. one person growing into adulthood mm-hmm. yeah so like her parents probably were born during or lived through the Civil War. Yeah, for sure. Whoa. Yeah, this was uh, the Wright Brothers' third airplane, the Wright Flyer 3, stays in the air for 39 whole-ass minutes with Wilbur Wright piloting. Whoa. This is the first airplane flight lasting over half an hour. Wow. Fun fact, um, the first commercial flight was from Tampa to St. Petersburg. Oh, shit. And the Wright brothers used to test their planes down there oh. because of the way that they can, like, go from one part of the uh, part of land to another, and, like, if they crash, they didn't hit any houses, just go to the bay. Oh, shit. And it's, yeah, like, a yeah. shallow bay that's not very dangerous and not rough If you're gonna test stuff. something dangerous, do it in Florida. You know? <laughs> no, like I that. think it's the opposite. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna do something dangerous, go to Florida to do it. It's like that one guy who built the rocket in his backyard i think he died i think he like who I, this dude in florida just like built a rocket to go to space that's a like, lot of guys in, in florida yeah and uh <laughs> i think he died on that thing i could be wrong <laughs> Makes might, sense. you're not yeah. there's no way <laughs> i don't even know the rest of the story i know he know. built the rocket i just yeah. i don't know if he died of like meth or the rocket <laughs> you know either one of those florida's floridians are gamblers without gambling they gamble with their life. They gamble yeah. with everything. They gamble with life, sanity, peace of mind, yeah. new technologies, um, whether to obey the laws or not. Whether you know. or not this raccoon does or does not have rabies. Right. You know, just yeah. everything. Or this gator is going to eat me. Does this gator have chlamydia? I'm about to find out. I'm about to find out. <laughs> fuck this gator, baby. <laughs> the song of the year in 1905 <laughs> is Yankee Doodle. By Billy Murray. <laughs> Bill Murray? <laughs> Billy, old Billy Murray. Yeah, it's Bill Murray. He's lived that long. And the movies Bill of the Murray year. is a legend that doesn't die. <laughs> He's just showing up throughout time right. now. <laughs> and uh, the movies, of, the movie of the year is, are these short little silent films, uh, most of them being made by that Georges Malay guy that we talked about. Remember we talked about him one episode? Uh, we did a whole episode on that guy. Yeah, I'm okay. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were we were talking about the uh, the the spooky movies, right? Yeah, the dude who's making spooky movies. Yeah, in the with, the, with the moon face. Yeah, yeah, yeah hell yeah, guy. yeah, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> this was also the year that the Nickelodeon was invented. Uh, essentially, the first movie theater. They cost a nickel to get in, uh, hence the name Nickelodeon. And it was the first type of indoor exhibition space dedicated to showing projected motion pictures in the U.S. and Canada. So, like, before this, it was set up in tents, you know, and, and this the, was... The complete irony that 
Nickelodeon became it's a TV channel. Yeah. Instead of doing anything with film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they never Nickelodeon the network never really talked about how they got their name. I from never that. knew how what the origin yeah. was that from that until you just said it right now. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that really? was where it yeah. came from. Oh yeah. The only reason I knew that before this is because he in Titanic he talks about he go, he went he saw something at a Nickelodeon. Mm. And as oh. a kid I was like, What the fuck? I was like, he just said he saw it on Nickelodeon. <laughs> so they didn't have Nickelodeon on the Titanic. <laughs> And then, yeah, yeah. I did some I did some film history, the, history of film research back in those um, days. The Rugrats are older than you know. Through <laughs> <laughs> the old inflation calculator, that nickel is the equivalent of a dollar sixty nine cents today. What? So, yeah, yeah it's just, dog shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. It's like not only do you have just an inflation calculator, you got just a greed calculator because like movies cost way more than a dollar. You yeah, know what I mean? for like, sure, like, for sure. So it's like that. Uh, that, that 450 a week nowadays like wouldn't be much, but back then, you know, if you just for inflation, even rent was probably still only like. A hundred bucks, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, but so like, like how still... much were these silent pictures cost to make? Yeah, That's true. Like, yeah, yeah, did yeah. it cost twenty grand to make one of these? No, back no, then? no, yeah, no but, way. Yeah, um, no. Then it's yeah. easier to make your money back on yeah. that yeah. on that dollar, on whatever. Nickel, yeah. yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. French dudes like cutting up doing film in their moon, kitchens, doing moon stuff, doing moon stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I mean, I, I think movie tickets should be more than you know a dollar but like you know it's 20 times that now yeah. so it's like it's like 600 bucks for a movie ticket now well, yeah. you can thank good old Jimmy yeah. Cameron yeah <laughs> we pushing don't, that um, needle we don't have eggs uh, that, we're, we're at our credit limit eggs are $15 a card <laughs> that's right I'd rather go see a movie <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what's, what's the egg calculator on this? <laughs> this movie is the if, price of two eggs. If we just for eggflation, how much <laughs> eggflation. how much these movies cost? <laughs> Why has Tucker Carlson not talked about eggflation on his show? Come on. Stupid, he's talking about how nicotine's good for you. It's really, we, we got nuclear bombs exploded by <laughs> Nolan. We got, you know, crazy weather, you know, concocted by James Cameron. That's and right. I bet you Adam McKay's shooting a movie about eggs. About eggs. And just, eggflation. Or chickens. That's where all the eggs it's to the movie. It's called Which Came First, the Chicken or the Egg. <laughs> <laughs> but the most important thing to us today that happened in 1905 was going down in Prospect Heights, Brooklyn at 697 Bergen Street in a uh, quote-unquote bleak, sparsely furnished room above a dilapidated Baptist church. And that is the year. Uh, it Well, it depends on who you ask. But on the census, it says she was born in 1905. Clara Bow was born. Um, you know, she was so poor. It was the early 1900s. Nobody knew when she was born, really, or if if people were even born mm. for real, or mm. do we it's all, all made exist? Up, yeah. It's all made up. It's yeah. all on the census. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When was the last time you used that as your <laughs> metric record? Yeah. It's the government says she was born in 1905, uh, uh, but you know, according to Hollywood, no I one wonder knows. could you use that as like you're trying to get into a bar and you're like, oh my census papers, <laughs> census <laughs> papers sent 21. Yeah, yeah. They're, but, they're like, madam, this is 1905. Uh, we don't care how old you are. Get in this bar. <laughs> if you can afford the drinks, yeah. we'll sell yeah, to you. The yeah, drinks. there's kids. There's kids your age in the mines right now. You can have a beer here. There actually is no law. <laughs> it doesn't exist. The, the streets are dirt, man. Come on in. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's only Glendale, as far as the eye can see. We haven't built the rest of it yet. Liquor's good for you. Let's get some hair on your chest, even for the girls. 
Uh, Bo was her parents' third child, but of course her two older sisters, uh, born in 1903 and 1904, had died in infancy from being poor. <laughs> that was the official diagnosis. And uh, Clara was damn near the third victim of being born in Brooklyn in 1905 to a poor family. When her mother, Sarah, lost her second child, the doctor was like, please don't do this again. Let's stop having kids. Let's stop having kids. You're not good at You're it. You're too poor yeah. to have kids. You're not good at it. Your body is too poverty-stricken yeah. to have children. You, know? you can't afford eggs. It's really affecting the protein of these babies. <laughs> yeah, you can't afford your own eggs inside of your body, you know? much less some fresh chicken eggs. But Sarah was like, ah, oh, fuck that. Let's try this one more time. And uh, Clara nearly died at birth because she was born in the middle of a sweltering heat wave in New York. It was like 100 degrees out there. I was about day. to say, what's a sweltering yeah, heat wave for 1905? 75 uh, degrees. A, a blazing 63? <laughs> like, <laughs> No, it was actually 100 degrees. So her mom okay. just kind of like sweated this baby yeah, out. You know, okay. like it came out of her fucking pores at that point. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Clara's father, Robert Walter Bow. He was sort of this like down on his luck type of guy. He was like jumping around from one low paying gig to another, uh, all the while sort of spending all of his money at the bar and going mm-hmm. home with a bunch of different women that weren't Clara Bow's mother. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and but she was kind of doing her. Her mom was out making money in her own way. You know, she mm-hmm. was hitting the streets, making that a uh, nineteen oh five street money. You know, but according to Clara, <laughs> street money. She was selling her eggs. Uh, $15 a carton According to Clara Her her father had a quick keen mind All the natural qualifications To make something of himself But never did Everything seemed to go wrong for him Poor darling (laughs) That was what she said about her her father (laughs) Got his harebrained schemes Yeah, yeah He was was a two-bit hustler You know, (laughs) he was definitely like a two-bit hustler Back in the early 1900s it's uh, called liquor for horses. <laughs> it's uh, snake oil. It's good. It's good for the boner. You know, that's what it always just came down to. It's good for your boners. That's how they sold it. Anything, anything that you were trying to sell at the time, if it would make a man hard, he'd buy it from you. You know, <laughs> between night and a lot of women were making him hard at the time that weren't Clarebo's mother. And uh, between 1905 and 1923, the Bows lived at 14 different addresses, mostly all within Prospect Heights. So they're just moving around the fucking neighborhood, just like over and over and over. Musical again. houses, yeah, musical houses. And uh, at one point, they would like live with their their some of their family. You know, they were just always fucking moving around. Like, oh, we got to move again, honey. Pack the candle. <laughs> just like this, yeah. their only belonging. Yeah, at this point, it's. it's <laughs> it's uh yeah, yeah Clara's father was hardly ever there and her mom Sarah was uh you know making some money on the streets like I said her mom Sarah was also fucking batshit crazy so at one point when she was 16 years old she fell out of the second story window of a building mm. and hit her head and uh, went cuckoo bananas ah I see so okay. she was she was cuckoo bananas and dad wasn't there that's oh. basically what we got going on here when did they invent lobotomies <laughs> they had him. Oh, okay. They right, had him right. at the time. Was she a victim of the lobotomization? She, she probably got lobotomized at some point because yeah. she was a woman in the late 1800s. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, yeah. Yeah, I think like, that was like... I, when, electroshock therapy yeah, just electric, When you got counted for the census, they yeah. lobotomized <laughs> you. Yeah. They're like, oh, this woman is crazy. She keeps 
She keeps asking what I bring to the table. <laughs> she keeps asking when the snake oil thing is going to make any money. Lobotomize yeah, yeah, she fell out of a second story window. She's crazy. This crazy broad. Yeah, she's only got a few brains up there to scramble anyway. Just get the rest of them out of there, you know? I thought we needed to lobotomize her, but she did it to herself. Yeah. <laughs> she, and we all just gonna now we're just all gonna do an old timey voice. We, yeah, so yeah. we jump back to nineteen hundred. Oh man, Radio Man died. I'm sorry. I never brought back Radio Man. He he, he, he kissed a tree on the way home that last time. Yeah, like <laughs> he, he started talking about the Clintons. You see, and I'll bring him back for part two of Clara Bow when we do the last we left our hero. I think that's the thing is we need one of those last we left our. Yeah. Yeah, we just haven't talked about anyone old enough for that yet. Yeah, Yeah, no one lives that long anymore. Uh, But Clara said, I do not think my mother ever loved my father. He knew it, and it made him very unhappy, for he worshipped her always. (laughs) It made him very unhappy and made him very drunk and very never there. So her mom's cuckoo bananas, that was the official <laughs> diagnosis. Uh, and of course, being cuckoo bananas, you know, you were talking about the lobotomy. I don't know about the lobotomy, but she did get prescribed like a shit ton of like mind-bending psychosis drugs of the nice. early 1900s. Nice. So she was, Bro, she was fun. Mind-bending psychosis drugs now are fucking wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can only imagine what they, it's like they just give you a pill with rust in it. Yeah. <laughs> it was rust, laudanum, lithium, yeah. opium. You know, yeah. and they were like doing the thing where she'd come in for like her daily masturbation yeah. or whatever. It was like know? here's a here's a vial of a whole bunch of stuff we just discovered. You <laughs> let us know what it does. Yeah. Yeah. Call me in the morning and tell me what it does. <laughs> it used to be the doctor saying call me in the morning, you know, to let me know how it's going. This was like call me in the morning because I don't know what this is. I found this shit in a frog, so you tell me what the fuck happens. I think it's just mercury, to be honest. Just and see what it does to you. If it's not working, stop being difficult. Yeah, stop being so fucking difficult. If your eyeballs fall out, please call me. Please have someone dial the phone and call me to tell me that that happened. But uh, not on weekends or nights. <laughs> yeah, I'm busy. <laughs> I'll be at the party. Only you know. office hours. I'll be doing cocaine. Medical grade. <laughs> Clara Bow attended PS 111, PS 9, and PS 98. That's how they, you know, that's the New York school systems, the PS... You know about this? No. Oh, what? Yeah, Public yeah. school Public and Public school number. number. Yeah, that's how New York. Because <laughs> there's so many, and they didn't want to have to deal with, like, George Washington High School and, yeah. like, naming it. I can't remember. Oh. Hey, Arnold. Arnold went to PS something. I think it was, Wait, like, does New York still do this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they still oh. do. Their public schools are all PS. Oh, numbers. really? Okay. Yeah, and she went to three different of them. Whoa. Uh, she really didn't hang out with the other girls growing up. They'd bully her for like having worn out clothes and carrot top hair. She had red hair, like really mm-hmm. super red hair. And they didn't dig it when she'd put on all that prop comedy, you know? <laughs> That's a carrot top, top joke. Yeah. Hey! Uh. God, that guy looks so crazy, right? Uh, his his <laughs> face is made of plastic. Yeah. I've, I've met him in real really? life. Really? Yeah, so... That's right. I think you yeah, told me this. So, Carrot Top uh, used to frequent Pulse Nightclub, which was the gay bar in Orlando that, oh, like, unfortunately shit. got, like, shot up Damn. back in, like, what, 2015? 
15 ish. Yeah. But he used to go there all the time. And I had a lot of gay friends in college, so I would yeah. go to Pulse with them. Yeah. And Carrot Top was uh, always there, just always there. He like what? He, if you talk to him, he'd hit on you. Like he, Carrot Top tried to fuck me. Wow. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah. What that was His like. face. He I looks. Feel like that would be. He looks, both aggressive and hilarious. He yeah. looks like a wax statue of himself. Dude, he makes like thirty million dollars a fucking year. Vegas From what? Residency. Vegas residency, man. He's had one of the longest Vegas residencies yeah. in history. That man is wearing a mask of his own face. Yeah, like that's what he looks like. <laughs> He's Did like, you imagine like him insane. just fucking you and then pulling out props? <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking like, squeaky hammer. Yeah, like a so horn or something. <laughs> Very nice guy though. Super nice. Not like legitimately like. Really chill, not creepy. Like he was, like you know, he you could you you anyone could approach him and you would talk to him. He's wow. a very friendly dude. Yeah, remember his movies, Chairman of the Board, where he was like a surfer who became yeah. the CEO. That's and Norm then... McDonald's best roast joke on Conan. It's <laughs> about that movie. Did really? You hear this? Yeah, yeah. No. So he's given uh, the co- girl co-star come from that movie is on Conan, and Norm's on the couch too. She comes yeah. in, and she starts talking about it, and he's just giving her shit the whole interview, interrupting her, yeah. and at the end. They're trying to plug the movie, and Conan goes, uh, "You should, everybody should look this up on YouTube. It's one of Norm MacDonald's best moments. But Conan goes, so you got this new movie coming out, right? You know, it's called Chairman of the Board. And he looks at Norm, and he goes, oh, do something with that, eh? And he goes back to his card, and before he could say another word, Norm goes... I bet I bet board is spelled B O R E D. That's funny. Yeah, I was a fan of that movie as a kid, man. I, I would I would genuinely pop in that old VHS and mm. watch some Chairman of the Board. When's the Carrot Top episode of the show? <laughs> yeah, right. We'll have him on, dude. We'll go find him at Pulse. And yeah, have yeah. Him on the show. <laughs> Still there, dude. How is he? As long as he, he wears the cat eye makeup. If he was at Pulse all the time, he was taking like his private jet from Vegas to go to fucking Pulse. Did he have? But also, how cheap are flights from Orlando to Vegas? Also, wait, like this is back in 2015. How long has he had that residence? I mean, he. I think he was. I think that residency was going in 2015. Yeah, I think he's been doing that shit since like 2003 or some shit. Yeah, he started with like small theaters there, and like started just doing because he didn't want to just tour. Yeah. So I think he started with one place, and he's been there so long that he's just Mm. like upped it to a different venue and gotten bigger. That's why he makes so much fucking money. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. Penn and Teller, dude. They make well, like a hundred million dollars a it's, year. It's like a staple point of yeah. Vegas now. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. like, oh, we're gonna go to Vegas. We gotta see Cirque du Soleil. Right. We gotta see Penn and Teller, and we gotta see Carrot Top. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like dinner and a show. People like do that as like a thing. Yeah. Interesting. Crazy shit. Huh. Anyway, Claire uh, Bo, uh. she didn't have any clothes. All uh, off of her hair. <laughs> all <laughs> over her red hair. That's how we got off on that. She said, "I never had any clothes, and lots of time didn't have anything to eat." We just lived. L-I-V-I-N. Living, baby. We just lived. That's about all. (laughs) Girls shunned me because I was so poorly dressed. And she was also really into sports. She, like, pitched a fucking baseball like a major leaguer, apparently. She had an arm on her. This is so funny because this is 1905. Everyone's dressed in potato sacks. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. what is nice clothes for children in <laughs> yeah, 1905? Especially in Brooklyn. Yeah. 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 Like... She, st- she, was, she must have been in, like, tattered rags yeah. to be made fun of. Like, dirty old rags. Oh, uh, but her character in Wings is sort of like pretty close to who she really was, like okay. the tomboy type. And her character in Wings, that's no accident. They would back in these days, they would cast like tomboy types mm. to play tomboy roles. I see. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. They wouldn't really try to like 
it's called no, typecasting. That's no right. one's doing acting in 1905. Yeah, like, it's yeah. Like, yeah, it's yeah, like we're it's just, just if you are that person, we'll put a camera on you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We're not asking you to act. We would never do that. Yeah. Well, you don't even have to say lines. So yeah, you just have to just you know, be, just be, just live. Well, like this was also like the school of thought around acting came from Russia and from the. Yeah. Like Bolsheviks and stuff in like the 1800s through the early 1900s, like Stanislavski, all those theaters of like method acting were like being created right now in this right. moment. Right. So like maybe like when she was born, those plays were like starting and stuff like that, mm. and like nobody practiced technique yeah. in these yeah. early days of cinema because mm-hmm. everybody who did technique was either in theater. Or they just didn't technique at all. So they, they didn't even do Meisner because Meisner hadn't come around yet. Yeah. So you got to think, like, it makes sense that nobody's really knowing. how. If it's just the Wild West when it comes mm. to acting. Mm. And people are just like, I guess this is how you do it. Exactly. Like, yeah. it. The streets are made of dirt. Come on yeah, in. Just, you know, <laughs> that's, that, that was acting back in those days. Or they're like, <laughs> we need a really, you know charismatic person for this part so go find a charismatic person yeah. we need a Tom yeah, yeah. go find a Tom they'd be boy. casting mm-hmm. at fucking Schwab's pharmacy for <laughs> real they, and parties I like know? the way you do cocaine yeah, yeah you want a job yeah come to set tomorrow morning you know <laughs> I mean like, the only two um, people you saw a wide range from in silent film that I can remember are Chaplin and um Buster Keaton. Yeah, yeah. And the reason and Buster... they're so popular is because of that. They did sad, mm-hmm. they did comedy, they mm-hmm. did. You know, Buster action. Keaton put his fucking life on the line yeah. for every scene. Like that yeah. dude nearly killed himself like, yeah. Yeah. during <laughs> the whole movie. Yeah, multiple, multiple <laughs> it was, times. It was, it was a combination between like uh, the fucking Brad Pitt and Jackass. Yes, like. <laughs> yeah. Buster Keaton was a circus act. Yeah. Like that's what that was. Yeah. He was a fucking circus act put on camera. You also, know? my favorite actor from this era. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We we gotta do. We'll do the Buster Keaton days and the uh, the Lloyd, whatever his name was. We'll get into him. But uh, <laughs> Clara Bow from first grade, Clara Bow to preferred the company of boys, stating, "I could lick any boy my size. My right arm was quite famous. Ah, yeah, like I could beat him. Oh, Not, okay. But she was also probably <laughs> licking the boys as well. My right arm was developed from pitching so much." Once I hopped on, I hopped a ride on behind a big fire engine. I got a lot of credit from the gang for that. <laughs> so she was just this like little girl that would punch the shit out of you, cool. you know, and like hop, hop on, on the back fire of fire trucks. trucks. Cool. Yeah, yeah, she was a cool chick. She man. was the first yeah. dominatrix. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not the first at all. That shit goes. Yeah. I would imagine as soon as leather was invented, someone was like, "Beat me with that." You know, like make me into an artist. You know. Yeah. <laughs> But her darkness started very young, of course, because she lived in 1905, so it had to be, couldn't be fun, you know. Uh, her, her darkness started young. When she was a kid, there was a boy named Johnny who lived in her building, who she became, like, very close friends with. They would play, like, stickball outside and shit. It's like her little buddy, you know. They would starve together, you know, do all the early 1900s kid stuff. Kicking rocks, doing cocaine, puking, you know, whatever. Real 1900s Americana youth, you know. Uh, The details are lost in history about exactly this story, how it went down. But one day, Clara hears Johnny screaming. He's like, I don't know where, in the street, in his apartment. I don't know where, but he's just screaming. And uh, it was because he was fucking engulfed in flames 
and she ran over to him just because, just because he was poor in the early 1900s. He just set, he set a blaze at some point. It was just like fucking uh, spontaneous combustion from poverty, you know. <laughs> And she ran over to him. She, like, rolled him up in a carpet to put him out and shit. But it was too late. And Johnny died in her arms as a kid from mysteriously burning to death. Like I said, I still don't know. <laughs> still don't know who caught him on fire, how he caught on fire. Uh, so but he, he was on fire. on fire when he died in the arms? I, I, no, she, I so she carpeted him, him up. Out. She rolled oh, up okay. the carpet. Yeah. It was too late. It was too uh, late. I guess, you know, the burns had gotten him. The, the hell flames I was that like, came over I was, him. Did she not be able to put out the fire? <laughs> just we learned that she's fireproof. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> she was the first fireproof human. Fucking God smited this kid. Yeah, yeah. God smited this kid. And later on in her acting career, when she needed to conjure up some tears, she'd sing Rockabye Baby to herself because that's what Johnny's mom used to sing to him to get him to sleep. Mm. So just the darkness begins. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! Yeah, man. No wonder you need to go do all the drugs after (laughs) a scene. Yes, yes, dude. Jesus Christ, you just keep like... I'm for the craft. I'm gonna recall the one of the most traumatic things I've ever experienced remember, in my life. We were talking about this on that episode. We were talking about method acting and like, is this okay? Like, is this okay that people do this? Like, bring out all of your breaks people. Yeah, Someone yeah. Traveled back in time to light that kid on fire so she'd be a good actor. <laughs> yeah, that's the mystery. That's the mystery. Like, They're like I'm gonna make you an artist. Yeah, a fucking warp <laughs> two flamethrower. Yeah. yeah, yeah, make you an artist. <laughs> it was some director that couldn't get her to cry on a band. He's like, send someone back in time and hurt her. You send know? back the human barbecue. <laughs> we need to send back the human barbecue. Who was that again? Who was the human barbecue? It was in Fifth Ave. That's right. It happened on Fifth Avenue. Yeah. It was the guy they evicted. It was the human barbecue. <laughs> Oh my God! This was this was how he earned his money to not get evicted. Is he went back in time and roasted Clarabo's best childhood friend? <laughs> so, <laughs> oh shit! So, in 1919, at 14 years old, Bo enrolled in Bay Ridge High School for Girls. Bay Ridge. Uh, she saw. She said, "I wore sweaters and old skirts. I didn't want to be treated like a girl." While in high school, her mom, Sarah, became, like, lucid at some point. She was just, like, sane for a little bit. I don't know how. Again, kid mysteriously burns. She becomes not crazy anymore for, like, a second. I feel like this is a little cop. I feel this is a Casey Anthony thing. <laughs> Be like, I don't know what happened. I'm hearing voices. I'm crazy. God, that thing, little shit, was a pain in the ass. <laughs> they switched her medication. They like took oh. her off the lithium yeah. or whatever she was doing. And for a while there, she was like, I don't know why, but I'm wide awake right now. I'm full. I'm full heart, full mind. Whatever the Friday night lights the is. Coding and heroin pills. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or I, I, I can yeah. do things then during the day. Again. I, I came off the codeine and went a little bit more cocaine, and suddenly I'm awake and ready to be a mom, you know? Ready for motherhood. <laughs> Full bore motherhood. Uh, so she's not cuckoo bananas, like, very temporarily. And uh, she, just the right amount of laudanum tincture or whatever. And she, she, she did too much cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> and went back yeah. off the rails. Yeah. And she realized that her daughter was dressed in, like, a potato sack, you know? Dressed like a boy <laughs> with, like, short hair and shit and, like, covered in Brooklyn dirt. And she was like, maybe I should give my kid like a bath or something, you know. So she, so she went all like '90s makeover montage on her. She fixed her hair, wiped the dirt off her face, and put her in some girls' clothes. 
And uh, that was pretty much the end of Clara's like tomboy phase as a kid, much to her dismay. <laughs> Clara both said, There was one boy who had always been my pal. He kissed me. I wasn't sore. I didn't get indignant. I was horrified and hurt. I knew I could never go back to being a tomboy. So she realized, like, now she's, like, attracted to boys, mm. and it's kind of a whole mind fuck for her, mm. you know? She just wanted to be homies. Yeah. Now they all just want to fuck her, because they're yeah. all teenage boys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and her mom put her in a new dress. Yeah. And they're like, damn, Claire, you sure do look nice, you know? <laughs> they're, like, discovering that she's a girl? Yeah. <laughs> damn, all this time, I just thought I was... What? Oh, Siri didn't know how to respond to that. All this time, I thought I was gay. <laughs> Turns out, you're a chick. Wait a minute, what is that movie? That, there's a couple movies that do this. One yeah. of them's a soccer movie. Do you know what I'm oh, talking the, about? Oh, the, the fucking uh, Amanda like Bynes one? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was... The yeah. Amanda Bynes one, I not think it w- Be- Beckham one. Yeah, yeah. it was like, uh, is it, but she's she all that? to be a guy... Yeah. To be on the team and play. And Channing and, Tatum, right? Wasn't it Channing Tatum? Oh, I don't know. You gotta look this up, maybe. Okay. But so she presents she wants to play soccer and like the only way for her to be on this team somebody got injured is to like dress up like a guy. Yeah. So she like pretends to be a guy and ends up like befriending like the a best friend on the team and that best friend like falls, starts to fall like a tri- in love, like I guess for this guy, and he's like, I didn't do this, and then she reveals herself at the end. She's like, Oh, you're a girl. Like yeah. this has been done. Uh, the the tomboy pretends to be sure. the boy, and yeah. then the reveal. At yeah, the end. okay. I mean, that it was. She's the man with Channing Tatum. Mm. He was she's the one. She's the man. The one That's who right. Fell. Yeah, ah. she's the man. There was a much darker one. That, uh, so wait a boys minute, Channing Tatum was in this? Yeah, it was, he was the co-star. He Wasn't was the Amanda Bynes like 15 when yeah. she made this fucking movie? Yeah, you know, that's how that's how they do it. Channing Tatum how, was just a, a old fresh tri- out of the strip club stripper? Yeah. yeah. How old is Channing Tatum? At least 20 He's 40 something. at the time. <laughs> uh, this was Justin Rowland's yeah, favorite movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was starring opposite Justin Rowland. <laughs> Uh, Bo's oh, <laughs> interest in sports and her physical abilities led her to plan for a career as an athletics instructor. Actually, uh, she won five medals. She's a PE coach. Yeah, she was, was a more, PE coach. Was more exactly. butch than that. Yes, yeah, she, she won five medals at the Cinder Tracks. What the fuck is the Cinder Tracks? I think that's where you run as fast as you can to put your childhood friend out <laughs> of the flames out. To say, yeah. Incendiary tracks. <laughs> she only does fire-themed projects. <laughs> she credited her cousin, Homer Baker, the national half-mile <laughs> half champion of 1913 and 1914 and 660-yard world record holder for being her trainer. <laughs> this dude... It's just early 1900s running, man. He was the half mile champ. Like that's that's just from like here to there. <laughs> it's like from one red light to the next. It's I mean, like I, I can just, run faster than you can. I, mean, I just go back and forth, you know. <laughs> uh, but at one point they stayed at the baker's house. That was like it was her uncle, and she cannot some, escape fire themed things. Yeah, <laughs> fire things. Thing. In 1920, the Bows and Bakers shared a house at 33 Prospect Place that still stands today. So if you're on your Clara Bow tour of New York, stop by 33 Prospect Place and you'll see where she was in 1920. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a crack house now. It's a crack house now. It's like a bodega now. (laughs) 
<laughs> and of course, she had a pretty uh, rough upbringing with her crazy ass parents, as you can imagine. When she was 16 years old, she woke up one night and uh, mom was no longer in her lucid phase. Uh, they, 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 they done messed up the laudanum tinctures again, and she's back to being cuckoo bananas. <laughs> Um, that's when you gotta well, worry that's when she's like there's yeah. nobody else for her to take out it's just me and her <laughs> yes <I> got, <laughs> yes i was gonna come in this room but i'm sleeping with a fucking axe and a she, pillow. it was a knife oh, it was yeah. a knife it wasn't yep. an axe she uh claire Bow woke up one night when she was 16 years old and her mother had a knife to her throat what the fuck this is a kathy anthony exactly <laughs> Uh, she was able to fight off her mother because she had a fucking strong right hook. You know? <laughs> so she was able to overpower her mom and she locked her in a room. And the next day, her mom had no recollection of the incident and Robert, her dad, had her institutionalized. And now it was time for mom to go get the electroshock <laughs> and the lobotomy. Um, <laughs> it's time for old brain stabby stabby. Yeah, yeah, an old brain ice pick. Old ice pick to the brain is in, in Or What order. if, like, also, what if Claire was like, this bitch is so annoying. I'm just going to make this up. I was going to get yeah. her institutionalized. Yeah. yeah, I missed her when she was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> she took my tomboy away. <laughs> now I'm going to put that bitch away forever. <laughs> she did to me. I'm going to send her on a grippy sock vacation. You know? uh, Clara recalls the incident saying, It was snowing. My mother and I were cold and hungry. We had been cold and hungry for days. We lay in each other's arms and cried and tried to keep warm. It grew worse and worse. So that night, my mother... But I can't tell you about it. Only when I remember. It seems to me I can't live. So she 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 was like starting to talk about it and then was like, never the, mind. The way actually. that's written yeah. is like a fucking old-timey Civil War love letter. Yeah. My, dearest Eleanor, my dearest Eleanor, it was snowing. <laughs> it was dark, man. She had a dark childhood. Uh, I think... So basically... What it boiled down to is they think her mom was trying to take her out because she like couldn't take care of her anymore. She was just going to kill her. Mm. So you can't feed this kid anymore. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. That only makes sense. Put her yeah. out of her misery. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then uh, to grippy sock land, she went. She was like, hey, don't want you to be a poor child. Yeah. So you know, what if got, you just weren't a child? Things got real fun for Clara <laughs> while her mom was being lobotomized. Uh, that was when her dad came home one night and fucking raped her. Oh, my he God. Drunk. Yeah. So Robert came home and raped her one night while mom's in the institution. This is... This I suddenly your... don't want to make jokes anymore. I know, no. This is your silent film actors. Like, this mm. is this is where Hollywood all began, you know? That, all these mm. stories are, are like yeah. this, but this is our first woman that we're talking about on the podcast, so... Yeah. But, I mean, no... Not our first about, child rape, though. Not our first child rape. Yeah. Yeah. James Dean. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, let's see. Who else? We've had a few of them. There's got to be more. I feel yeah. like everybody just uh, no, not a lot. I swear, talk man. about it coming to the surface. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I uh, swear. If you want to cut that part, you can. No, I'm gonna leave it. It's, it's film history, history of film. Yeah, the history of um, film. Yeah. No, not a very fun time for Clara Bow. This was 1921. This was the beginning of the Roaring Twenties. Thi- <laughs> <laughs> oh, we made jokes about James Dean getting raped. Yeah, that's true. Do bad. you think? <laughs> She, he he would have raped her if he, she was still a tomboy. 
<laughs> the potato sack. Yeah. Maybe that's why she was so resentful of her mom. It's like, oh, he didn't shit. start resenting, raping me until you put me in this dress, she, bitch. She uh, drew the attention of her creepy-ass father. Uh, and it's, it's Creepy-ass any guy. And it's fucked mm-hmm. up, too, because, like, this wasn't like her dad raped her and then she, like, never saw him again. Like he was a big part of her life. Was he like, a throughout drunk? The rest. Yeah, he was a so drunk. So this was, like, a yeah. probably super loaded. And yeah, yeah. That's not an excuse, but. No, no, for sure. But it was like that, you know. Yeah. But, like, he was a part of her life all throughout her career. Oh, that like sucks. he was almost like a momager type Damn, of guy to her. That yeah. Sucks. Yeah. Like they it was just something they carried on carried in their heads for the rest of their life wow. type of shit. Holy fuck. They, they 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 knew that that happened yeah. one night. Yeah. They just didn't address it. At least James Dean never talked to that priest again. Yeah. Yeah. For wow. sure. Yeah. She had to kind of like, you know, it was her dad. Yeah. She definitely uh he couldn't tell her shit, like, for sure. Like, for the rest of her mm-hmm. life, she was like, this is what I'm going to do, mm-hmm. and you're not going to have a whole lot to say about it. You mm-hmm. know, uh, if you don't support me, you mm-hmm. can just fuck off, because yeah. there, that one night... The- so, wait, when did she talk about this? She talked about it... Uh, so, that's the thing. Apparently, now, yeah, I mean, I don't remember when exactly she talked about it, but uh, it might be alleged. You know, it might be one of those things. Well, no, but like, yeah, I mean, was she, was she like in an interview? She's like, "This is my dad. He raped me when I was 14. <laughs> or like, was it just, like was it a memoir at the end? Like, it makes a lot more sense about the football team. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Like yeah. the whole every part of it yeah. where you have like this. Oh yeah. Weird corruption of sexuality yeah. when you're young yeah. and like a yeah. distorted perspective or experience with it and interface with it, you know. Her biographer described her father, Robert, as a hypersexed loser and possibly mentally retarded who was also an alcoholic who regularly beat and raped his daughter. Okay. Yeah. So well, I was about to say, like well, it definitely just wasn't real. one time. Yeah. Like, it's not, that's definitely a pattern. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, she, so how the fuck was she even capable of existing at all? Like, she got a batshit crazy mother, institutionalized mother and a retarded yeah. father. <laughs> fucked. Made somebody slightly normal. And then they just fucked her up again. Yeah. Yeah, and she yeah. became a fucking the biggest yeah. movie star on the planet. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's it's it just shows like our culture as yeah. like how crazy gluttonous and yeah. observation we're like we want to watch this train. Wreck. Well, I mean, yeah. we all, only fucked up people become successful. Absolutely, man. <laughs> no, only fucked up people become actors. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah. This- I, Especially, you know, the time where she she was an actress, and I mean, at that time, it was fucking horrible yeah. to become an actress, and you would have to be the thickest of thick-skinned women to do this shit. Yeah, she didn't and have a problem dealing with those execs no, in the casting not couch. not at all. She was like, Nobody you was fucking trying to get her in the no. fucking, cl- you know, no couch No one scared or her. Like, you can't scare no. this woman. Like, she's been through the scariest. You know, like... She's like, oh, you want to fuck me? And then she just, like, lifts up her skirts and shoots, like, a baseball out of her <laughs> yeah. vagina at him uh. in the face. She's like, you don't fuck me. I fuck you. Yeah, that's you know? right. Yeah, yeah Margot Robbie. She was doing the pegging before yeah. anybody. Margot Robbie's character in Babylon is definitely based off Claire yeah, Bow. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think so. The more I learn about, yeah. They, yeah. And they didn't go that fucked up in Babylon, but, yeah. like, this is, like, a lot of these, there's a lot of similarities. Wait, so but she told her biographer, like, when she was, like, older about, like, all the experiences of her dad? Yeah, and she's, her biographies are all over the place because, uh, her kids didn't want her biographies to get out. 
Because a lot of the biographies talked about, you know, she had a lot of sex. Mm-hmm. She was fucking yeah. everybody, you know. Yeah. She was, I mean, she was pretty open about it. Mm. And I think her kids were kind of worried that her legacy would be tarnished if everybody knew mm. she was just this kind of like free-loving, you know, mm-hmm. type of person. They'd call yeah. her a whore or whatever. Right. Uh, so, I mean, but there are definitely biographies out there about her, and they all mention, you know, the, mm. the Robert stuff. And especially, like I said, it, 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 he... He stuck with her through her career, you know. I, I mean, mean, dude, how crazy does the culture have to be for America to be like, all right, we're taking away your booze. Yeah. Like, yeah. you guys are partying too drunk. so yeah. fucking much yes. that as an entire country, yeah. calm down and go sit in time out and go sober yeah, up. Yeah, go dry right? out for a while. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It was, yeah, man, I know. Those temperance ladies had a point sometimes, okay? Like, sometimes they were, they they had a little bit of a point. It was never going to last or work, but, mm. yeah, maybe it was just, maybe it was like that's their era of the pandemic. Take a, yeah. take a decade to think about what you did. Yeah. I mean, dude, speaking of the pandemic, when the pandemic happened, like... Wasn't the, the Spanish flu during this time? Was yeah. It the early 1910s and 15s or yeah. something? Yeah, so that was... Oh, yeah. And the pandemic ramped up our fucking alcoholism and substance abuse. Oh, you, know? like, you mean the modern day one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. dude. Nothing's better than quarantine drunk. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Quarantine fucking alcohol sales were through the roof. Yeah. Like, more people bought acid than ever before. Like, <laughs> cocaine. I don't know how they quantified these numbers, but apparently, like, Wait, really? was, oh, yeah. Probably Drugs surveys people. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Drugs skyrocketed during the pandemic. Dude, there was nothing better than, like, just down to like three bottles of wine and being like, not only do I have nowhere to be, I literally can't go anywhere. Yeah, like, I, yeah. like I'm not allowed to drive. Yeah, I have to stay home and drink. It's for humanity. You know? God, I'm a hero quarantine, by staying home and drink. Quarantine drunk was so fun. Quarantine I'm a hero. Quarantine was alright. It was great. Yeah. I, let's go back. I want to go back. Uh, we peaked as a society in made, March of 2020. We made twelve hundred dollars every two weeks to yeah. stay home and be drunk yeah. from the government, and then every now and then we'd get an extra like thousand bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Know. I, Oh, I, I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> oh yeah, pandemic. Florida, Florida didn't have did a pandemic. Did we have a thing? Was there? Did you guys have to like quarantine or something? <laughs> Florida didn't have a pandemic. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had one out here. March 2020, best month of my life. <laughs> I swear to God, take me back. Besides all the death, you know, we could have done without all the death. So this was 1921. This was the beginning of the Roaring Twenties, and uh, Clara found escape from her. Fucked up home life in the 1920s scene, and also going to the movies. Uh, so mm. she started to get like real into the 20s. You know, okay. she, this is when she started partying. Mm. But also at the time, she was going to the movies. She'd scraped together enough cash to go see a picture to at a Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. and she realized this is what she wanted to do. Mm. She she was watching these movies and was like, "That's gonna be me." Mm-hmm. Like it really is that like you know. Mm-hmm. Small town, poor mm-hmm. person being like, I'm mm-hmm. gonna make it in the pictures, mm-hmm. you know, and they're such a fucked up upbringing. Who is she watching on the pictures in, in this time? <sighs> Shit, man. I mean, it must have been, it was the 20s, so uh, it would have been like Buster Keaton and mm-hmm. Charlie Chaplin and all them. Okay. You know, those, yeah. those boys, those mm-hmm. crazy boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Douglas Fairbanks mm-hmm. would have been like, What's her name? Like Myrna Loy or whatever. The Boatman? The Boatman. No. Yeah, Tugboat, Steamboat Willie. No, the Pirate Man. The Pirate... Pirate Boatman. Oh, Errol Flynn. Yeah, no, not yet. Oh, not okay. yet. Errol right, Flynn. Right. Uh, he. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was doing his thing yet. Okay. But uh, he. He was probably already murdering though. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll do Errol Flynn's episode <laughs> one day. Oh, boy, talk about a. <laughs> whew. 
And speaking of Justin Roiland. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Errol Flynn just had like a 15-year-old girlfriend there later on in his life. Oh, no. That's yeah. not good. Yeah, yeah. And he was like 90. Man, man. Sick to the boat stuff. Yeah, man. Sick to the boat oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. No, even his boat stuff was bad. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. He, he like killed no, people. No, le- less boat stuff. <laughs> yeah. He held accountable. Yeah. It was stay when, on the land. Don't go out there. decided to actually become a pirate in real life on a boat is when things went <laughs> Wait, really for real? south. He, he basically just lived on a boat for the rest of his days. And killed and people? Was, uh, we'll get into it one okay. day, trust me. Okay. <laughs> we'll do his episode. Right. He also like spent the equivalent of like $300 million. He like went through like more money than you could ever imagine. Like The man, it, it, his story is so fucking crazy. Wow, okay, cool. All it'd right. Be, yeah, it'd be like Elon Musk like dying poor. Wow. Know? Oh, holy yeah. shit. Holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> All from boat stuff? <laughs> All from boat stuff and 15-year-old girls, apparently. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> so in the early 1920s, roughly 50 million Americans, which is half the population of the fucking country at the time, attended the movies every week. 15? 50. Oh. 50 million, yeah. So 50 million Americans would go to the movies every week. They were, like, becoming a real thing. That's... You know? Los Angeles is 23 million yeah, people. Yeah, in it. 50 million at the time in the 1920s was half. It, we had so 100 visualize million people that. in America. Yeah. Los Angeles, half of the entire country. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. No, we were Damn. a small country at yeah. the time. Yeah. There was well, not a whole lot of people. I think it's just like human population. Was kind yeah, of small. yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. you got to remember, this is four years after World War One. Yeah. yeah. And how everybody's many millions? Dead. Yeah. yeah, everybody's dead. Everybody's exactly. Yeah, and one out of every four babies burned to death from unexplained circumstances. Exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were there were enough people in America, like Clairbo could have fucked all these people. You know, all 100 million people in America. She was doing her patriotic <laughs> duty to settle the post-traumatic stress from war and try to repopulate the, the mm. planet. That's right. <laughs> She said, uh, the first time going to the movies, she said, for the first time in my life, I knew there was beauty in the world. For the first time, I saw distant lands, serene, lovely homes, romance, nobility, glamour. I always had a queer feeling about actors and actresses on the screen. I knew I I would have done it differently. I couldn't analyze it, but I could always feel it. I'd go home and be a one-girl circus, taking the parts of everyone I'd seen, living them before the glass. Whoa. So, I mean, that makes sense. Like... The life that she lives, mm-hmm. she can go to the movies and escape and see mm-hmm. things that you know, yeah. see things that actually pleasant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. a pleasant. I don't want nice to live in the horror of yeah. my yeah. life. Yeah. I can yeah. escape to this yeah. magical land. And she only sees like you know two square miles of her existence. Probably yeah. like she never fucking left Brooklyn. Yeah, you know? like and so to mm-hmm. see. Things actually exist. Yeah, to see someone pretend like they're in Scotland. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they're actually in Malibu, yeah. in the orange groves. Uh, her mom did not want her to be an actor at all. Oh, cuckoo banana pants! She's like that is not the right business that you should go in. Uh, I she... would know. Snort some laudanum. <laughs> I've got good advice on what you should be doing. She thought that whole business was dirty, and uh, that was coming from a literal sex worker at the time. So, you know, uh, it still is. Yeah, it's still, I would be. Yeah. I would not be shocked if we had anybody who was at the AVN Rewards be like, you know what? I wouldn't go. I would become an actor in mainstream Hollywood, but I just don't. I just don't want like that dirty business and fuck with those horrible people. Yeah, I'm not enough of a whore to be an actor. 
<laughs> I like to whore out my body, but not my soul. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hilarious, uh... <laughs> uh, and of course, Robert and her dad was like, I don't know, man. Do whatever you want. I can't say shit. I've been beating you and raping you your whole life. So, you know. <laughs> Just fucking right? Christ. Yeah. Not like I'm going to try to be a dad now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that would be hypocritical. Yeah, if there's yeah. one thing I am not, is a hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things I mean what's he gonna say he's like no don't go to Hollywood you might get raped you know it's like well too late dad you you already beat him there you know if you go to Hollywood then I won't be able to rape you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. gotta keep you in the house you can't run off too far but against her mother's wishes with her father's support so there was this competition that came around and uh, Bo competed in it it was Brewster Publications Magazine. It was this annual nationwide acting contest called Fame and Fortune. And in fall 1921, it was called the Motion Picture Magazine, sorry. Brewster's Publications Motion Picture Magazine. And it was this contest called Fame and Fortune. And in fall of 1921, uh, in previous years, other contest winners had found work in movies, actually. It was this fucking, mm-hmm. I swear, man, this is the type of shit we don't have nowadays. Like, you could go and just compete in this acting competition, and if you win, you'll go on to be in a movie. You know? It's like America's Got Talent, but for the fixes. Exactly, okay. yeah. The flyer for the contest went like this. I mean, they still do have those. Just, it's not, it's usually... Like it's workshops an open call. and yeah. open calls. and this is an yeah. open call, but like how yeah. fa- how often does that go through? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I think it, Warner Brothers did have like this thing. They had like this Warner Brothers HBO had this like young filmmakers competition or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I actually had like a buddy who got pretty far in it, but wow. then after the acquisition, he just canned the whole thing. Was that Project yeah, Green man. Book or Blue Book or something? I, is that what the name? I don't, I don't remember, but like yeah, he had made it like pretty far. Like the, it would the competition wasn't over yet, but it's like. Whoever win got like um got like a, a two picture indie deal with Holy like Warner shit. Brothers and like yeah it was like this whole thing and then after the acquisition they were like no this whole thing's done and Damn. nobody won Damn. so Operation yeah paperclip. we're <laughs> not paying it. dick for independent movies we're going in DC and superhero 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 superhero, superhero Spider Man <laughs> or no wait, that was Harry someone. Potter Harry Potter uh, <laughs> so the flyer for the contest went like this. The Fame and Fortune Contest of 1921. The phenomenal success of Fame and Fortune Contest, which has been conducted for the past year by the motion picture magazine, The Classic and Shadowland, well, <laughs> has firmly decided the heads of the Brewster Publications that another contest, even more far-reaching in its power, should be started immediately for the year 1921. The golden key of opportunity is in your hands. Turn the key in the doorway of success, and through the portal of the fame and fortune contest, you may enter the kingdom of the screen. Photographs may be entered at once, and the first, the first uh, honor. This text is kind of it's old. The first honor roll winners will appear in the January issue of our publication. So you'd also uh, you'd get your picture in the magazine. The guy who and, wrote that thought he was so clever. Yeah. Oh, listen. <laughs> it goes on. Send in your photographs early. We know that you get tired of reading this notice, but if you could have seen... 
But if you could have seen the avalanche of pictures which flooded the office at the last moment and could realize that there must ensue tremendous confusion, unnecessary work, and an inevitable delay in the announcement of the final winners, you would appreciate the value of these warnings. Uh, those who have failed in previous contests are eligible to enter the next contest. <laughs> this dude's bitching at you already. He's like, don't be <laughs> fucking late. It makes it a real pain in the ass on uh, us, all right? But you'd go to this contest, and uh, if you win, yeah, you get your picture in the magazine, and the motion picture magazine is at the time. I mean, like, everyone who's in the industry is reading this fucking thing, so they would definitely see you. So wait, what are they submitting exactly? Just a headshot? A headshot, and then that was just to get into the competition. So they're just like, we're going to look, and it's basically, it's it's 1920s Tinder. We're going to swipe right and left all these pictures, and if you're hot enough, we'll we'll ask you to come uh, talk to the money man. Yeah, exactly. Come talk to the money man, and you come do an acting competition if we think you're hot enough. Yeah. favorite things about this ad are a it's so like esoteric and like initiator initiatory and like yeah. Vict- in the victorian era like all yeah. that shit was really popular in the 19 like 10s and yeah. aughts and 20s but um then the real the thing i laughed at was i've never heard Somebody, this is an ad, mind you. This isn't like a book. So I've never heard an ad be like, I know you're tired of reading this ad, but you should hurry up because everybody's clamoring to do this. So like, it's still trying to sell it. It's like a, a TV commercial yeah. being like, yeah. I know you're sick of hearing about Doritos, but seriously, go out we're and buy some. We're about to run out of eggs. Yeah, we're about to run out of eggs. But you might, you, you, you gotta go buy some Doritos now because... We're, you should be thankful we're telling you that everybody's buying Doritos. They're not going to be any left. That's right. And the contest final screen <laughs> test... <laughs> In the contest crowd. final screen test, Bo was up against an already seen experienced woman who did a beautiful piece of acting. A set member later stated that when Bo did the scene, she actually became her character and lived it. So in the January issues, 1922, of motion picture classics, the contest jury... Howard Chandler Christie, Nasa McMine or McMean, Harrison Fisher concluded, She is very young, only 16, but she is full of confidence, determination, and ambition. She is endowed with a mentally a mentality far beyond her years. She has a genuine spark of divine fire. The five different screen tests she had showed this very plainly. Her emotional range of expression provoking a fine enthusiasm from every contest judge who saw the test. She, she, she screens perfectly. Her personal appearance is almost enough to carry her to success without the aid of the brains she indubitably possesses. <laughs> indubitably. Indubitably. <laughs> is this the same writer? Yeah, no, no, I mean, well, maybe. It might be one of the, yeah, it could be. Could like, be all right. I mean, is this all writers from this era yeah. sound like fucking clowns? Yeah. So for this scene, we want you to pretend like your friend just burned in front of you for yeah. absolutely no yeah. reason. She's like, easy, I got that. And also, I can definitely she, do that. She's totally doing method without yeah. knowing she's doing method. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. They're like, pretend like you had a sad life. Yeah, it's just well, like, oh. Easy. Lucky for you. <laughs> Wait till you hear my past. Be a sad person for this a second. This is the first time this has come in handy. <laughs> Usually it just makes me sad. Oh, you're really good at pretending to be sad. You know what? You know, the sad things aren't really a challenge for me, Mr. Director. It's being happy yeah, the yeah. They're like, just don't ask me to smile. <laughs> we would never ask them to smile. This is the 1920s. Yeah, don't smile. We want you sad, see? <laughs> Uh, she didn't win. She got like runner up 
she won an evening gown and a silver trophy. Oh they, my, not good enough. Evening of, gown. Not good enough being sad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who, what was the first place fucking childhood like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Died in a mysterious fire that came oh out of nowhere. Her parents self-immolated <laughs> while uh, raping her. <laughs> yeah, while they were on fire while raping her, <laughs> and then came back from the dead and did it again. Uh, yeah, the woman who won was just on fire while she was doing <laughs> yeah, the scene. She was just so engulfed realistic. in flames. Bravo, yeah. bravo. <laughs> but also, she's a 16-year-old girl, and they gave her an evening gown. As it just seemed, uh, it's just, everything was just real fucked up. Like, hey, kid, here's a sexy a little, outfit. Yeah, they gave some like lingerie well i'm not to put it in cultural context i think in the 10s and 20s you didn't people start getting married around this yeah age? i mean it's not okay no. i'm not agreeing with it no, i'm not right. giving an excuse they're like, they're like, they're but it wasn't out of the norm yeah. like now we would say something like yeah. hey that's weird yeah then it would be like no nah, you're fucking 16 17 you should be finding a husband yeah you're they're like, like you either you're either gonna have kids. a career or get married that's Pick, right and yeah. you're not good enough to have a career so here's a marriage thing you lost the competition so go find a man to take care of you uh so bo's father came up with an idea so we're talking about this great i love his ideas oh robert man i really smeared his name from the get-go there we just don't like robert around here but he is gonna come back up um (laughs) that was a constant theme in her household we don't like robert but he'll come back he'll come back up uh, he told her to haunt Brewster's office. Located, haunt it? Yeah. He told her to like go to this fucking office until they they come up with something for you. She said, to get rid of me, or maybe they really meant to give me all the time and were just busy, uh, Bo was introduced to director Christy Caban, who cast her in Beyond the Rainbow, produced late 1921 in New York City and released in February. So... She basically just kept knocking on the doors of this place until finally one of them was like, fine, there's this film director, you got to meet her. And then she met with a woman and she actually put her in a movie. And I do think Babylon, I think mm-hmm. I think that uh, lady director is based on mm-hmm. this lady director. Interesting, okay, Christy yeah. Kabam. Interesting. Bo did five scenes and impressed Caban with her ability to produce tears on call. Oh my God, call. it is literally just Babylon. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. But she was cut from the final print. She said, I was sick to my stomach, she recalled, and thought her mother was right about the movie business. But she was determined to make it, so she drops out of high school and got a regular office job so she could focus more on acting than homework and all that bullshit. Mm. You know, fucking school over here. We don't need it no more. What am I going to learn? I don't even got to know how to read for this job. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, these are silent pictures. We don't need no education. All I got to know to do is to cry, and I know that well. Yeah, I do that real well. Every night, going to bed. <laughs> cold in my hungry mother's dead arms. You need me to punch my, a mother in the face? or? <laughs> so, 1923 is where we're at now. Claire is 18 years old at this point, and uh, the darkness continues, my friend. Like, what a life before 18. Yeah, she's done a lot. That's funny. So, that's... for in. To put this in perspective, that would be like someone born in 2005 is 18 this year. Yeah. 
Which is weird to think about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, interesting. Oh yeah, two thousand five was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it was yesterday. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. This is a two thousand five kid who's all of a sudden eighteen, twenty, twenty three. Yeah, they saw all the. They saw Obama, mm, Trump. Yeah. You know, they Biden. don't know what nine eleven is. They don't. They don't know what nine eleven. Never is. heard of it. Yeah, never and, heard of it. <laughs> she's a TikTok kid at this point. You yeah. Know? Uh, but this was the year that her mom died. Her cuckoo bananas mom died from epilepsy and uh she kind of went nuts she kind of went crazy when her mom died Mm. uh when relatives gathered for the funeral but was so upset that she went crazy and tried to jump into the grave to be with her shouting that everybody there was hypocrites and they hadn't loved or cared for her mother while she was still alive and so now they're all showing up to the funeral a bunch of bastards you know uh, but this is sort of what really set her into motion. Like, Clara Bow, after this, was like, I'm going to be a fucking movie star. Like, mm. mom's out. I'm stuck with dad, mm-hmm. who sucks. And uh, <laughs> life sucks. I dropped out of high school to do this. Mm-hmm. And now it was like full steam ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, now she was a fucking man on a mission. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> also, in the roaring, in the thick of the roaring 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was time. It was mm-hmm. like time to fucking make this happen. Let's do know? movie stuff. Yeah, we're gonna do movie stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna tell you more about that on part two. In the next part of Clara Bow is no. when we begin to see you know the Clara Bow that we all know. Yeah, or that. Not a lot of people know. But I've never if heard you know of her. You know her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've heard her on the Wings episode, but mm-hmm. now you're gonna hear all the other stuff she did. Nice. Yeah. All the all the cool. all the movie stuff. Yeah. Well, if you want to see all of my movie stuff, there you go. You can find me on TikTok at Hollywood Drake, just draking around. I change it from Skits of Drake nice. to just draking around. Nice. And uh, <laughs> and Drake L Cummings. That's awesome. And on Instagram at Drake Cummings, on uh, Twitter at Drake underscore Cummings. There's nothing on my Twitter. You don't gotta follow me there. It's, it's, yeah. it's a it's a dead platform. I use it to look at memes. It's mostly just like. The Last of Us came out. I'm looking at memes. Twitter's got good memes. Yeah, great yeah. memes. Uh, and my, uh, speaking of the 20s, my uh, merch store, Raging20sMerch.com. Hell yeah. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Sailor underscore Dev, and Twitter, at AbracadabraDev. Uh, I'm really excited to be working on this film called Astral Plane Drifter. Uh, I think I've talked about it a couple times before, nice. but all the pieces are coming together and we're going to go shoot in the desert Joshua Tree for three weeks and uh, Chad Coleman's a part of it. There's all kinds of cool cool people involved, so you can go follow that at Abracadabra Official on IG, Astral Plane Drifter online, all the socials and stuff. You follow me and I'll be posting about it. Hell cool. yeah. You can find me at Jimmy DeLoy or James Wyatt Scott, depending on where you're looking for me. You can find us at Film History, the History of Film, or FHHF Podcast. And you can also find me trying to put out my friend because he just randomly (laughs) set on fire and he's screaming in the street. (laughs) That's been Film History, the History of Film. Nice. What? You know what I'm talking about?